to Save Six Figures with Gina Knox, the podcast where I coach you on how to save $100,000 by optimizing your cash flow. Hello, savers. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Six Figure Saver Alora Rochelle with me today. So excited to have you. Alora has been in the program for nearly a year now. And I just, I had to have her on because we were talking the other day about curriculum. I was looking at her wins and I'm like, we need to just, we need to have a chat. So Alora, introduce yourself, tell us what you do and yeah, who you are. I am, hello Rochelle, (laughs) I am a wedding photographer turned business strategist slash coach or whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, I joined Six Figure Savior and it has been one of the best investments I have to say of my life. And I know it's a little dramatic. My story as a wedding photographer, I went from 10K, like making 10K a year, scraping on like free YouTube videos and little marketing strategies to like 100K in one year. And I was making all this money. I ended up being burnt out. I I had all these things that I was going through. And so roughly like during the entirety of my business, I was able to make, you know, half a million dollars in revenue total. And for years, I was like, I would always brag, you know, to my husband, like, I'm so good at making money. Like, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at sports, but I can make some money. Like, (laughs) give me a client, you know, and they'll book my highest package. And then after a while, like we were looking at our P&Ls and stuff. My husband's like, okay, so like, um, where is that money? (laughs) And I was like, like, what do you mean? It's in the business. (laughs) (laughs) This is classic, by the way. This is so classic. Is it? (laughs) Because it's my story. It's my truth. Um, I don't, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like I, I it's in the business and he's like, all of it shouldn't be in the business. Like, do you have anything set aside? Like for, for wedding photographers, we'd have a dead season. So there's all the engagements and stuff like that. But sometimes during the winter, nobody's booking, there's no money coming in. And, and I would just be freaking out. Like I need a client. I need a client. I can't pay my bills. And he's like, don't you have like a bunch of savings? Like, don't you have like all these other things? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, where is the money? I was like, I don't know. And for years of doing that and then transitioning into the coaching where I had this goal of like, I want to make the same amount of money in less time. He was like, you need to figure something out and you need to get better with money. I used to always say, that's what it was. You had a podcast that was like, I'm bad with money. And I was like, I'm like, well, I can't do that. I'm just, I'm just bad with money. You know, like I'm just a girl, you know, it's <laughs> like, funny. Cause in your, I, I was looking it over in your onboarding form under like, mm-hmm. what are you struggling with? Or what is your biggest barrier to saving? You said I'm a left-handed creative and my brain cannot, <laughs> you were just See? like, yeah, I'm just Y'all. a creative. I'm just, I can't <laughs> just a girl, just a girl. <laughs> it's just it's so annoying but like I it got to a point you have to get to a point and like that's what Gina had taught me and plus she's a mom too and like I know she's gonna be nice but she's gonna give it to me straight as mothers do and I was like well she's money's mom so she's gonna help me get a grip on my life and I was like enough is enough like I need to have a certain amount saved and my goal was like 25k like I wasn't making a ton in coaching yet but I was like if I can save 25k I can do anything so that was like my crazy goal. And um, I was able to do that. And it was like only I only needed a couple of trainings because Gina's stared at me every day in my kajabi telling me what to do. She's right in the stuff. She's do- 
doing the board. And I was like, I just got to watch this video again. Like I need to get it together. So I was able to do that in less than a year and I can't believe it. I thought I only saved like 10 K. I wasn't even tracking it. I was just like, Ooh, I moved some money around. That's really good. But I feel so confident now entering into any season because I have at least six months saved of, you know, expenses and I can still pay myself. That is- I was like, I didn't pay myself. <laughs> Let's pause there for a moment. Let's pause there. Cause that is amazing. Six <laughs> months of business expenses saved. Going back to what you were saying earlier about like the feast or famine cycle with being a wedding photographer, right? Like mm-hmm. it's super cash heavy, probably in the spring and summer. And then the winter gets a little dead. Having savings, like to be able to cover you during the seasonality of your business is so important. And that's not just Mm -hmm. relevant for photographers, right? Even as coaches, we have high cash months and low cash months. If you are not evergreen, if you're like in a launching based business model, like me, you're going to have launch months with a lot of money. And then like, then the MRR is going to run out. Right. And so Mm -hmm. Having, I'm curious, like how does having six months of expenses saved up, how does it help you make decisions in your business differently than when you were the photographer coming into winter being like, shit, got to get a client. It's, it's hard to explain because I'm, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm still kind of like taking it all in because when I said it, I kind of forgot, like you get a win, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, great. Moving on. But it's like, I'm going to be okay. It's like that feeling of not having to rush around and launch something, not having to rush around and be like, I have bookings available. I have this, 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 and that. It's like, I'm actually okay. Like if I need to take a mental health week, I can, like, I don't. It's like, you don't have to be (laughs) reactionary with the money. It Mm. sounds like. Yeah. No, being in charge of your money, I think is one of the most powerful things that you could ever do and be as a CEO. And that's something I talk about is being a CEO, but it's like, man, being a CEO of your money, that's like next level. The options, the opportunities, everything is just endless. You'll always have money. It's different to make it and never see it, but to have it and know what to do with it and know what to do during these seasons of highs and lows and ebbs and flows. And I think too, another thing that really drew me to this program was the inconsistent cash months because you have launches. I was on Evergreen and launch. And then also, like I said, we get paid in chunk sums. And then it's like, so what do I do with that? Like, I I didn't want the Dave Ramsey. Um, I don't even know what he teaches Harley. I, he yells too much. I'm like, it's I, a lot I, of my yelling. husband loves him. And I'm, it's so a lot of yelling. like budgeting and yeah, like stop spending money. Oh my gosh. I was like, I can't have my little starbs. I can't, what can I do? <laughs> like, so well, knowing that there was like, another way. And to like Dave, not to defend Dave, cause I don't like him that much either, but his, his advice is for people with jobs, not for entrepreneurs. His advice mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. pay off debt, stop spending money. But when entrepreneurs stop spending money, we stop making money because we spend money to make money. That's how commerce mm-hmm. works. So it's like, yeah. regardless if you like Dave Ramsey or not, it's not applicable to your business. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's very, it's a very specific like mold you have to fit in. I think that's why like entrepreneurs kind of are like iffy about it. Cause it's like, you have to have a nine to five, like you have to have a salary to be able to save the same amount every time, you know, to make that. I don't, I, like I said, I don't really teach this, but <clears throat> I'm, <laughs> I was like, there has to be something that works for me and my industry 
but this doesn't make me feel like icky and crappy for not yeah. being able to save the exact same amount amount of money every month. So knowing that there was another way, I've never seen anyone teach it the way you teach it. And I was able to do it. It's not hard. And for somebody who hates talking about money, seeing budgets, seeing P&Ls, I can't like I'm into branding and websites and pretty colors and like, but you broke it down in a way that was like, it was a very simple concept. The cash flow waterfall was probably like the most life-changing thing for me. I like saw it when I dropped off my kids from school and I watched it like 20 times until it was like engraved in my brain. And mm. I was like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do with my money now. Yeah. To listeners who may not know what that is, the cash flow waterfall is like our bedrock saving method that we teach in Six Figure Saver. And really it's all about like what, like thinking about money in your business, like water, water flowing into your business. And then where do you direct the water to go so that you can build up, you know, six months of savings like Alora has, but it doesn't require that you have to like go into the spreadsheets, right? It's just a metaphor. Mm -hmm. And then the metaphor you apply to your banking system, and then you save according to the rules that you set up. So I'm curious, like, have you because some six-figure saver clients do go into budgeting as well, and they do a little bit more budgeting, and some of them don't. Where do you land? Are you budgeting at all? Are you in the spreadsheets? No. <laughs> I love so that's it. my next step. <laughs> no. Okay, let's pause, though. Let's pause. So you haven't done the yeah. spreadsheets or the budgeting, and you've saved over $25,000 without it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this is what I'm talking because... about. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I probably would be able to save way more if I did budget, but I like nice things. <laughs> well, and I actually and don't think there's a problem with that. I'm like, I think that what's really important is that with the cash flow waterfall, you can save without budgeting. So if you're very like adverse to that, you don't have to do that to get started. I always like to tell people, I'm like, if you did the budgeting, you might be able to save even more, but you don't have to do mm -hmm. it to start. And I think it's so important, especially for like, I mean, I'm an art school grad too. I'm like a left brain person. Do we want to spend all day doing math? No. Just that little simple concept was all I needed. I knew once I figured that part out that I was going to eventually get into budgeting, but also I like to make a lot of investments. I like, I'm a very impulsive person too. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to like make this investment, make that. So that has also taught me to be intentional because you're like, stop doing payment plans, like paying full for it. Well, I was like, man, if I really need this, then I should be able to pay in full for it. I shouldn't be investing in 500 courses that teach me, you know, half of a concept. And so I've become more intentional with my money and less impulsive, which is what got me <laughs> to not having savings in the first place. So it has taught me a lot in such a little bit of time. And I still have to implement like so much more of it to take it to hundred K like, and I can't wait for that. That's like my next step for sure. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So it sounds like cash flow waterfall was really the thing that stuck out to you. And to be fair, it's the thing that sticks with most people. Like when I look at the savings wins, the stuff that you guys submit, it's like the number one referenced tool. It's the thing that mm. most people glob onto and it makes sense. Um, I'm curious because we just dropped some new curriculum. Have you seen the increase your profitability module yet? I, I binge like two and a half modules yeah. <laughs> when you, um, when you put out the new stuff, but no, I think to, you I'll should, because it, we talk about 
investing. We talk about how to pick your investments in your business to your point of like, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just like do 500 here, 500 there for these like little mini courses, but what does it all add mm-hmm. up to? Is it really impactful versus I would much rather you spend $15,000 on one good thing versus $500 mm-hmm. here, $500 there, $2,000 here, like splitting yeah. it up across little things that don't, you don't actually need. And so we've been coaching mm-hmm. a ton on that recently around like, how do you make the best investment for you and your business at this time? I know me, I have wasted a lot of money on things I didn't need. And mm-hmm. I had to like learn the hard way how to invest properly. And I think it's important context because like we said earlier, when we stop investing in our businesses, we can often stagnate our growth and we don't want to do that either. So we have to, we have to learn how to save in our businesses without stopping investments. It's just, you mm-hmm. need to invest in the right things, not the little tiny things. Yeah. Well, you just feel like, oh, this is so affordable. Let me just hop on this. And half right. the time you don't even like watch them I, or I do anything about that. it because it's not a big <laughs> enough investment. Um, and I remember something else too, like you were talking about profit first and how to not have 50 different checking accounts because we were all taught to have like 50 different checking accounts. And I was like, wait, I only need like three. I was yeah. like, bet, like <laughs> in the bag, this is going to be so easy. My God, I could go on and on. You don't need five bank accounts in your business, especially if you're if you're under five million a year. It's overkill. How many profit accounts have I seen with like twenty five dollars in it? And I'll ask people like, "What's that prop profit account in air quotes for?" And they're like, "I don't know. I'm just following a book." And I'm like, "You don't even understand it. It's close it. <laughs> it's not doing anything for you." Ay, yeah. Ay, ay. Well, yeah, and, and you just feel like you're squirreling money away from yourself to like, it's almost feel like you're hiding money away from yourself and then forgetting that you have money and you're like, oh, yay, I have money. It was, it was definitely a different concept. So I was glad that like yours is so much simplified and just like do these three things, go on, be great, save your money. Yeah. Well, and to your point earlier about like being a CEO of your money, when, mm-hmm. when I was an employee it was helpful for me to squirrel money away into different accounts so I could hide money from myself. That was a helpful way for me to save Mm -hmm. as someone with a nine to five. With a business, I had to learn how to increase my tolerance for seeing a large amount of money in my bank account and not spend it. Like impulsively, I should say. Mm -hmm. So I, because A, I need access to my cash because I'm going to invest it, but I need to invest it in the right things. So I need to be able to let money sit there without me getting spendy. And that is also a skill I had to learn that was different than when I was in a nine to five. I'm curious if you, if you feel like that at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I didn't like my family didn't really grow up talking about money Mm -hmm. and like what to do with it. So, but like, I also come from, you know, two parents that are very entrepreneurial but like I, we were just given money because they didn't grow up with money. So they would just like kind of give us money and be like, oh, spend it at the mall, spend it. This. I, I was a really good spender. Like I was taught to spend. I was never taught to save. So even when I did have like part-time jobs before I decided to dive into entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial space, I would just spend my money knowing that I would be getting paid again, which is like, I don't know if it's like, 
it's a weird mentality to be in. And so that's why I was such a great spender. So when I had a six figure business, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much money to spend. And, and now I'm learning that like I can have large amounts of money and most of the time it's accounted for, you know, now that I know like what my break even is and how much I need to pay myself. It's like, even though I have thousands of dollars sitting in these accounts, like it's untouchable. Like I have to, you have to learn that if you want to keep doing what you're doing, you have to let it sit there. <laughs> and it is a skill. Anyway. I think what you're describing is you were in the pattern of spending future money. And now you're in the pattern of spending mm. past money. Like, oh, my paycheck's coming so I can spend. That's spending future earnings versus now you're letting cash accumulate in the accounts. And then when you go to spend it, it's there already to spend. Mm -hmm. That's a yeah. big shift. It was wild. <laughs> it was a wild ride, but I knew it's like, you have to get to a place where you have to get sick of like the spot that you're in. And it's like, what do I have to do to get the result that I want to get? You yeah. know? And I feel like I try to be a really good student, like the straight A teacher's pet is like, yeah. I'm going to do all the assignments. I'm going to get straight A's and I'm going to be on your little like student of the month board. You know what I mean? Like, that's just <laughs> how I want to be about my programs and my courses. And so I was just so excited when, when I saw that, I was like, I, I'm actually doing a really good job. You're doing a really good job. I want to talk about owner's pay for a moment. Cause you mentioned it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your owner's mm -hmm. pay journey in general. And then we can talk about what it's been like since you've been in six figure saver. Um, I have never paid myself before. Like I would just, especially as a, so as a wedding photographer, I would have consistent like 25K months and then there will be moments where there's like nothing. But when you see 25K coming into your bank account, it's like, oh, let me just spend 2,000 of that. Like I would pay myself like a 10% of like the income or whatever. So if I wasn't making money, I wasn't paying myself. I didn't know that I was supposed to like pay myself. I don't know. It's so weird. It was like, if the money stops, then you don't get money and you just struggle or you just don't get anything new or you just don't this and and it was to the point where I was like, I need to figure out like how to pick a number. And then I'm paying myself consistently, despite the ups and downs, the feast or famine, whatever cycle. But like, even in coaching, it's the same thing. You know, you'll have these months where you have thousands of dollars. So I was like, this is going to be a lifetime skill that I'm going to take with me forever, no matter how big my company is, no matter how the months go. And so being able to just, I started off with something really small. I was like, I'm going to pay myself like $500. Then I started paying myself $1,000. And then like next year, I want to pay myself like way even more because <laughs> I deserve it. And I work really hard. But you like do. now I know, <laughs> but like now I know how to do that without being like, oh, let me just take, that feels like a good number this month. You know, it's like, oh, I actually just need to pick a number and stick to it and make sure that I'm setting aside, you know, the right amount to do that. Yeah. I think crazy. So many people do what you used to do, which is like, if I have a lot of mm -hmm. cash, I'll give myself some of it, or I'll give myself a percentage of my sales that month. And in theory, that mm -hmm. sounds like a good idea until you have a zero cash month <laughs> or until you like have a zero sales month and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> going to figure it out. And all that does when you pay yourself a percentage of your sales, it transfers the feast or famine cycle now into your personal life as well versus mm -hmm. 
your business can have its ups and downs, but you personally can be steady by having the same owner's pay every month. And I just like, I think so many people legitimately just don't know that that's possible. I'm like, by the way, Mm -hmm. it's possible to just pay yourself the same amount every month so that you can be chill. (laughs) Even if your business is wild. Yeah. It's just, it's so like untaught, I think. And people just don't like talking about money, you know? Yeah. I mean, some people do, but most of the time, like when you're newer, you, you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I do. She is a money coach. So <laughs> I mean, she's like, this is my job. This is my job. <laughs> but <laughs> like, but it's, it's really does change like lives. It really does like knowing what to do with it because money it comes and goes. It is like water, like either it can be spent or it can be saved. And it's just like up and down, like flowing through. But I mean, if you know what to do with it and when, and you have a plan, like you won't be left with the question that I always had of like, where is this money? <laughs> Where's yeah. the money? Where did it go? Making? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I will never have that thought again. And that is so like transformational. It's, it's mind blowing to me. That's really powerful. You'll never wonder where your money went again. Never. To end us out, I'd love to hear from you maybe two things, but first we'll stay with if you could like transfer one piece of knowledge you learned in Six Figure Saver to every entrepreneur, if you could like snap your fingers and like have everyone understand this one thing, what would you want all entrepreneurs to know about money. I think that we need to stop overthinking it and overcomplicating it. Your program teaches it in such a simple way that I kind of felt like, duh. Like while I was watching the five minute trainings, I was like, oh, duh. And it seems so simple to me now, but like while I was watching, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is crazy. And I'm literally just talking about the cash flow waterfall. Like, I mean, the PL was, I did a little bit of that too, but like I have a um, bookkeeping b- built into one of my bankings, like banking programs or whatever. But knowing like everything, I felt so in control. I feel like a lot of times people do not feel in control of money. They feel like either they make it or they don't have any, or people always like, yeah, you know, inflation this and inflation that, and there's not enough money, there's not enough. And I was like, but what if you can make enough and save enough? Having that knowledge makes me feel so in control of my business. It's like, yeah, I'm good at like selling and marketing and branding and all these other things, but like my money is set. Like you can't touch it. You can't touch me. I mean, that's just, I feel so confident now. It's like like, my husband is even like- anything energy. (laughs) Like, no, yeah. Like Gina's unbothered, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, that really is unbothered energy. It's like when you know mm-hmm. that nothing happening out in the world can knock you out. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I have so much money saved that my husband is just like, what, you know, he, he's an engineer and he has a nine to five. So he's just like, like what I make is what I make, you know, but he's like, you just have like tens of thousands of dollars, like laying around. And I'm like, well, it's all accounted for, you know, blah, blah, blah. but it's just like that even like, that was my confirmation of like, oh yeah, I'm the CEO of my money now. Hey, <laughs> I did hey. it. 
amazing i am preston engineer the mathematician yeah that is no that's for like as a art artsy person in a creative field to impress Mm -hmm. your engineer husband yes my husband is in accounting he's in like corporate accounting Uh and i'm like yeah i got it i got Mm -hmm. it i got it honey don't worry Mm -hmm. (laughs) like their minds automatically think like formulas and all this other stuff but it's like when they're you know sporadic all over the place hot mess express creative wife has it together it's like okay she knows what she's doing i gotta keep my mouth shut (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it all right (laughs) if you could in um like call in more of a certain type of person into the six figure saver community who would you want to have more of in our group. If you're willing to be a star student, get the work done, watch the training and just women that are like, well, I think, is there men in there too? I don't know. Is this like a, there's like two, (laughs) it's predominantly (laughs) women. I mean, men are allowed, but it's predominantly women. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. People, others, (laughs) if everyone, as long as you're just like super ambitious, you know, supporting each other. I feel like too, there's so much money shame, you know, and just being like, oh my gosh, you say that much money. Like you're killing it. You're doing amazing, you know? And I've had people DM me too, being like, they would like watch my feedback reviews and being like, what are you doing? And I was like, um, I'm doing X, Y, Z, but just supporting each other. Like the best part of a community is people that want to see each other win, that support each other, that encourage each other. And I mean, I feel like yeah, you need that when it comes to money because all the junk is going to come up and you got to push through and you're going to need your people and and Gina in your back pocket, of course. <laughs> in your little Kajabi app yeah. <laughs> while you're picking up your kids. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Alora, for coming on and chatting with us. Where can the people find you? Because I'm sure there will be some wedding professionals listening to this or photographers. Where can they find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Alora.Rochelle. And then I have a podcast called The Wedding CEO. And yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.